Welcome to the Linder Farm Network Field Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Lemke. The agriculture industry has certainly dealt with numerous challenges in recent years, ranging from a trade war to COVID-19 related issues, supply chain challenges, and workforce concerns. Still, agriculture and ag-related businesses that call Southern Minnesota and Northern Iowa home are major economic drivers for the region. According to Greenseam, agriculture is responsible for more than $15 billion in sales in the region annually. Greenseam also says the region contains more than 1,000 ag-related businesses. Today on the Field Talk podcast, we're joined by Greenseam Executive Director Sam Ziegler to talk about the region's assets and the upcoming State of Agriculture report. Greenseam started seven years ago with an idea about how do we leverage our existing uh, assets that we have in this region of food and ag and leverage that for economic development to grow our communities, to help our businesses grow. Um, and that was all formed by the ag business, farmers, and, and that community with the idea that we're not talking about our greatest asset and the first sector of any economy is natural resources, and that's food and, and ag. And so Green Seam started with that vision and really our, our, our idea, not vision, our vision and mission though is really to leverage our region as an economic development epicenter for food and ag and be world-class and then to shape the future of our communities, our businesses, our education system to be leveraging and to be working together on this and to grow our region. What are some of the sectors, what kind of industries are involved in, in helping to kind of uh, form that vision? We have a very diverse set of industries that are a part of us. So the financial industry is a part of, of what we do. Um, farm production is what we do. Some of the integrators uh, we have on our board, as well as manufacturers and local entrepreneurs. So we try to pull in all these strengths, what we have in our region, and pool together and and come up with different ideas. And of course, uh, we have, love our partnership with our commodity organizations um, and our lobbying entity farm groups in Minnesota because they're they're a key point to this as well. So, so tell me a little bit about the the origins and, and kind of the I guess the the meaning behind the name even Green Seam. Yeah, Green Seam really started with a process to collect people's information of what they thought when they thought of this place. And if you went all the way to the visitor standpoint, I mean, for the, a good portion of the year, it's very green compared to a lot of places in the U.S. or even the world. Um, but also the amount of renewable energy that this, re- this area produces, there was that feeling of green is another good word, right? All, but then we also step back to originally some of the ideas came out of uh, our last recession, thinking about prosperity and thinking of the financial standpoint where lots of parts of the, the world or the U.S., um, had a big decline, but yet this area, this region, um, held steady to a slight uptick, and that was because of ag. And so green was a word that we just had to use, some green from financial, from the, the dollars, and green dollar, all the way through our renewable energy sector. And the other word of seam was really, we have to work together if we want to make this region world-class and if we want to make it known as the Silicon Valley of ag or as the industry cluster. And so the seam is the seam on your clothing, or it's the the seam of rich soil that comes from the Minnesota River Valley. That's where seam came from. So we mashed them together, and it's the green seam. 
Now, what type of unique resources? I mean, you just touched on some of the the diversity of both the natural resources of the the industry that's all here. I mean, what are some of those things that really make this area unique and and that uh, the ag industry and all those sectors are something that can be built upon? I mean, of course, we're on Linear Farm Network. So, you know, what we know about is our production of agriculture resources are amazing from our our soils that we have, but, you know, the corn, the soybeans, the peas, the sweet corn, alfalfa, right? I mean, we're, we're so strong in that. But it also spans through the food manufacturing side. We have those plants here from, you know, sugar beet plant in Renville to the brand new uh, pea and sweet corn and other uh, processing of vegetables that's being built in Waseca right now. Um, and then you go through and you go, well, wait, we got more in food processing as well. We have packaging. So if you look at a lot of companies in your towns or in the towns in this region are doing are certified for USDA food packaging. So there's another one. Um, and then you think about our tractors being made. Yeah, we don't necessarily see John Deere tractors being made right here, but yet their hydraulic blocks are being painted. Um, their castings are being casted in our, our foundries here. And then you don't have to look very far, and we have, you know, uh, lucky to have Agco and Jackson building tractors that are being exported around the world. But then we could take that a step further and look at our professional service industry, look at our financial sector, and ask them, what percent of your business is food and ag related? And it's, you know, most banks, it's 40 to 80% of their bank. Um, most uh, accounting firms, when you talk to them, they'll have a farm financial or a farm accounting sector, but then they also have food manufacturing sector, They all, and then they also service the banks, which, again, it comes back down to, our core is, is food and ag. Um, and then think about who's, who's our contracting services. They're building hog barns. They're building ConAgra facility in Waseca, right? I mean, so that's what we think about when we think of the resources of this area. We have expertises within production ag, but we have expertise within engineering and further down the chain that people often don't think about as ag, and really they're being supported by food and ag. So now I understand you also just completed a, a survey of, of agriculture and, and uh, you know, the results will be coming out later. But tell me a little bit about you know, what that survey is all about and, and what types of things you're looking to glean from uh, the responses. Yeah, the State of Ag report is, con- is built up of two things. There's a survey component and then there's focus groups um, component. So I'll split those down. So the survey, or the, really the purpose of it, before I dive into the, the details, but the purpose of it is to capture a snapshot in time yearly of a mix of all that are included in the full supply chain of food and ag. And get the pulse. What's, what's, uh, what opportunities do you see out there? What threats do you see out there? Um, and then of these, these, these concerns, which one ranks higher, which one's going to affect your business most, um, and then dive into things that are important issues of the talent conversation right now that we, we've been having an ag for a long time, but what is out there? What are they doing? That's unique that maybe we can share with others that are having, you know, to have success as well. Um, or what, what should green seam be working on? And so, we're going to take those results and we're going to look at them ourselves. We're going to share them on National Ag Day, which is March 22nd um, at Farm America. And then, but also, what can our public uh, officials, elected officials, use that information for? From a community to our federal legislators, 
what can they quantitate quantify and not just hear from one or two people but have from you know hundreds of people the other part of that is the the focus groups so a survey is a survey right somebody takes 5 minutes 15 minutes they can fill in information we can only make it so long because attention spans are short right um but the focus groups are really to dive into some of those conversations and make sure what are we missing uh on the survey um, what are we not capturing in the full depth of or really an explanation of these opportunities or challenges and also provide that. Um, and we scrub the names and the companies and things like that, but people can actually see what focus groups had conversations about. And again, those range from small vegetable farmers all the way to large uh, iconic Minnesota companies that you would think of. Um, and putting those together to form this really comprehensive state of ag across Minnesota, not just the green scene, but we had people in the focus groups and the surveys from very Northwest Minnesota, all the way down to Southeast Minnesota. So green seam is the one that does it um, and works with and partners with a, a number of entities to make it happen, but it's really of Minnesota. And now I know you'll get some, you know, more definitive answers uh, and definitive feedback from that survey. But in general, what are some of the, the challenges that, you know, ag industries and, and the food and ag face in this part of the world? What are some of those challenges that are kind of, uh, you know, always in front of uh, those people? The survey is closed here uh, right now, uh, but I haven't read, revealed all those results. But some of the things that we're just continually hearing about challenge with is trucking. Um, and now with the federal, uh, increased regulation on trucking, um, there's more concern. We're already short. We're already having troubles. You know, what can we, what, what can we do with that? Um, the, the other side of, of talent that we keep hearing about is, you know, something you would have thought about just for a pork packing plant, or you would have thought about in some of these manufacturing type of situations or dairy farm, you know, where they've been struggling to find people, but that's spread across everything from ag lenders to ag attorneys to, you know, farm hands. It's an issue. Um, our population is declining, uh, in, in, you know, in Minnesota, especially rural Minnesota. And so I think we have to think about how are we more inclusive to the global workforce population? Um, they have a need to, to work and make income. We have a need for, for labor and there's great people out there. We just have to think about it differently. So I, th- I think that's going to be a a big conversation um, moving forward here because I only had two kids. I, I don't know about everybody listening, but most families now don't have nine kids anymore. Um, and so we have to figure out another way to, to solve that solution because automation will help, but it won't, it won't solve it. Um, the other issues is, is the regulation. And what we hear last year, in the, and it's in the focus group stuff, but also again this year, it's, it's not the regulation. It's the time that it takes and the energy it takes to go through all the hoops. Um, and we have to figure out how we can not make a expedited process that misses checks and balances, but figure out that we say a company, okay, you're building this, this process is going to be six months. We're going to help you, you know, get this done in six months. We're going to make sure you meet the regulation standpoints. We're going to help you get this done instead of, well, it was six months. Now it's nine and we're looking at 12. So, 
And on the flip side, I mean, what are some things that are going well in this part of the world? I mean, obviously, we've got great natural resources, certainly weather dependent. But, uh, you know, we talk a lot about challenges, but obviously there's also opportunities along the way. What uh, what are you seeing in that regard? You know, I'm glad you answered the, asked this question. I wasn't ready for it. But I, the, the beauty of it is, is the amount of investment in the green seam, southern Minnesota, northern Iowa, in the last three years – we're over three quarters of a billion dollars. It's not all in one town. It's not all one company. It's not all one sector of ag. But together, this has brought us, you know, three quarters of a billion dollars of investment into things that are going to be here for another 50 years that we sometimes overlook to go, oh, people are all moving out to some other state, right? Or people are all moving to Metro. It's it's not the reality, but we often say it, and we have a lot of investment in this region. Companies um, see the value of it, um, and so that's really exciting. Another exciting thing is I think there's a lot of opportunity for innovation in food and ag, and I think there's a lot of people out there that are trying to solve very unique little problems, and we have to be there to support them as community members, as businesses. Green Seam sure is. We we go through mentoring with them. We connect them to people. We provide them some resources. Um, and I think there's a really bright star in that because uh, technology is uh, leaving room for disruption. It's leaving room for advancements. Um, and so I think those are a couple of really high kind of fun, exciting things, along with our education system is really responding to the industry saying, for, for since Green Seam started, talent was a major component. And now today we can start to see some of those results. South Central College got a grant to focus on mechatronics, but within the food and ag sector um, that they're just starting to launch now and work with some high schools on, but eventually they move more programming in that. Um, we got uh, Minnesota State University Mankato um, that's starting a school of ag. They have an ag business degree. There's an ag engineering degree, and there's a whole plethora of information behind that. And then the most recent one of University of Minnesota and Farm the innovation campus uh, looking at in Mauer County and partnership with business and going for bonding. That's, that is the education system and our research system responding to what industry and green seam have been saying we need more of. So where can folks go as uh, you know, I understand the results of, of the, this survey will be out, as you mentioned in ag day, but uh, where, where can folks go if they want to learn more about this, about green seam, just kind of what you're all about. Yeah, there's a couple of resources you can go to. First, you can go to our website. So it's greenseam.org, G-R-E-E-N-S-E-A-M.org. Um, and, and then we have a newsletter you can sign up for. That's at the very bottom. Um, we only send out once a month, so don't worry about it. Um, and then the other place you can watch us on is we're fairly active on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. And Facebook is also where we're going to be uh, doing a live Uh, viewing of our release of our results on March 22nd. Thanks for listening to this Field Talk podcast. Find more podcasts at linderfarmnetwork.com and listen for daily news and market information on your local LFN affiliate.